From KBOO in Portland, Oregon, this is Progressive Spirit. ProgressiveSpirit.net. I'm John Shuck. When people ask me, how is it like to be in Pakistan and is it, you're, uh, like I wish I want to take this avenue to tell you all that it's really mm-hmm. not that bad. Mm-hmm. Mm, uh, the media here picks up all the bad news, but the good thing is in Pakistan, the life goes on. Mm-hmm. Many places we have seen it, even when the Christian churches are bombarded, Muslims come and help us. Mm-hmm. And so it is a handful of these fundamentalists, those who are targeting Christians. On the same token, they are targeting Muslims too. Uh, the Shiites mosques are being right. targeted. The, I believe into it, it's lack of education. I strongly believe that if we can educate the people in Pakistan, to bring peace and hope and love and tolerance, to bring that society educating one child at a time. Vita Gill is the executive director of the Presbyterian Education Board in Pakistan. She's in charge of several schools providing values education in addition to high quality education that prepare girls and boys to become women and men who will be contributors to society. She stopped by the KBOO studio to talk about this important work and to talk about what's happening in Pakistan today. Welcome, Vita Gill, to Progressive Spirit. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here. Ah, wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about your story? Are you a native of Pakistan? Thank you so much, Shrek. Well, to talk about it, yes, I am born, brought up. Uh, as a Christian back in Pakistan. And uh, I have been teaching physics and mathematics to high school prior to my taking this job. And uh, one of the major reasons why I took this job was that my mother, uh, being very poor, uh, belonging to a very poor family, was um, educated by the American Presbyterian missionaries way back in Pakistan. And in early 1900, uh, because uh, she became then school teacher. And uh, and because of her, uh, I was able to get the good education the way I got it. And uh, and uh, in 1998, the Presbyterians were looking for someone in this position. And I, the first native Pakistani prior to me, there were these American people, those who were uh, being the head of uh, the Presbyterian schools. And uh, so, in, from 1998 February. Uh, I picked up this job with the commitment to be working in Pakistan for two years with this job. For and, two years, and yeah. it ended up going a little bit longer. Yeah, well, two years are still not over. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, good. It must be a rewarding position. Uh, yes, it has been a challenging. It has, uh, I strongly believe, this work is Lord's work, and I strongly believe God has called me for this. And I strongly believe that a lot of good is coming out of it. And, uh, and uh, secondly, I strongly believe that God... Uh, uses his people for his people and for his glory. And I am so humbled that uh, uh, I had this opportunity to be working back in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us a little bit about your work. You are the executive director of the Presbyterian Education Board in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. What is that? Well, my role, if you understand it, my role in Pakistan is like kind of superintendent of schools, okay. all over in charge of these schools. And uh, we have uh, 14 Presbyterian schools. Then we have uh, we have started with a new initiative, uh, uh, village primary schools. Along with that, we have a women empowerment project going on in Pakistan. This women empowerment project 
S stands for struggle, H for hope, and E for empowerment, and C for better Pakistan, okay. and uh, providing economic independence to the women. It started with the situation. We started it in one community, but now it has expanded into 40 different villages. So, uh, and uh, uh, these schools have been like, uh, in Pakistan, it's nothing, something I have started it. They have been there way back from 1800s when American Presbyterian missionaries came to my part of the world. And they started teaching, preaching, educating the untouchable ones, poorest of the poor, least of the least. And so that's how these schools... So that's the history. It goes mm-hmm. back to mm-hmm. 18... What what year? 1860s. 1860s, mm-hmm. when American Presbyterians started these schools mm-hmm. uh, to reach out to those who had, uh, as you say, the untouchables. Yes. Uh-huh. Can you tell us about the that class of people? Uh, well, when the missionaries came to uh, that part of the world in 1800s, and uh, they would move from villages to villages, and they would go from town to town, and travel on donkeys, carts, and uh, spreading uh, uh, Lord's word and spreading, uh, 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 like converting people into Christianity as well. At that time, a lot of uh, uh, untouchable ones were the mostly those, those were the ones, those who were converted. And then missionaries established boarding houses and schools for these people. And um, down the road, these schools have gained a lot of uh, good reputation and uh, Christians and Muslims have started coming into these schools where students of all different religions were participating there. And you uh, said that your mother was uh-huh, was uh-huh. Uh, schooled in those schools. Yes, I, I always uh, loved uh, sharing a story of this young girl called Mohanda Bibi. Mohanda belonged to a very poor family and uh, her mother was a widow. And uh, so Mohanda... Uh, was spotted by the American Presbyterian missionaries when they would travel into different villages. And uh, then Mohanda was brought into one of the boarding houses. She was clothed, fed, educated. And uh, and then after st- graduating from school, she went into a teaching school and she became a school teacher, got married, had two daughters. And I always say the youngest, the brightest one is in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the permission of my <laughs> oldest sister to say so. But uh, believe it, had my mother not been educated, uh, I wouldn't have been what I am. And this is the story of uh, basically the scholarships which are being provided to the students had my mother not been provided scholarship. And currently we are doing the same. We are targeting really the poorest of the poor uh, community back in Pakistan. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, you next. My guest, if you're just joining us on Progressive Spirit, is Vita Gill. She is the executive director of the Presbyterian Education Board in Pakistan. So how do students become eligible uh, to be part of your school? Uh, Mostly the students, those who are in the surrounding areas, they are the ones, those who come. And uh, we do take an entrance test. And uh, if we have a slot and if those the students qualify for the entrance test, that's it. It's not, uh, uh, it doesn't uh, have to be very elite class or upper class. Mostly it is the poor, really the poor ones, those who cannot afford to send their children into school. We, we target really the poor community of Pakistan. And that is where we believe into it, the transformation can come the students as you say are are muslim and christian do you teach uh, muslims about christianity or is it or is religious education separate uh, our 60% of our population 
are Muslims and 40% are Christians, as you understand it, the 97% of the population of Pakistan is basically Muslim. It's predominantly mm-hmm. a Muslim society. And uh, uh, we in Pakistan, uh, like we teach religion, uh, to, we have a period uh, in which the Muslims study Islamiyat and the Christians study Bible. And so, uh, but in the morning, we have morning assembly and we um, prefer teaching about love, tolerance, brotherhood, and uh, peace. So these are the things which we teach to the students in uh, talk about it in the morning. And definitely our students are different as compared to many of the students around in public schools. And we inculcate a lot of values in, into the students. That is what our goal is. So the highest the highest values of, of religious traditions, mm-hmm. love, tolerance, Tolerant. all of that peace. And yes. this is the same in Islam, too, and this uh-huh. is the same in Christianity, too. So and uh, these schools have been always there to teach and make students better human beings and so that they can make better choices and they can be better they can have better understanding of what they are doing so and our schools are very well respected by the muslim community as well these schools are not used for any of the conversions or any mm-hmm. any other things we we focus on educating them providing good high quality education irrespective of caste color and creed so what are the differences between then your schools and the public schools? Well, the public our schools, we supplement the curriculum and we provide high quality education. We provide teacher training programs to our staff. We have a staff development program and we focus on providing good facilities as well. Whereas public, the government schools are really in deplorable conditions. Government provide no attention. Uh, to the students and to the facilities. And uh, uh, I I don't know uh, if I'm jumping to and fro, but just wanting to take you back to the history. Yes, please mm. do that. Uh, the, these schools have been in Pakistan uh, doing a wonderful job and um, the, the society was a peaceful society. Christians and Muslims were living side by side. Mm-hmm. In 1972, government of Pakistan took control of our schools. In 1998, we got them back. All these schools, the properties belong to the denomination, PC Presbyterian Church, United States. When we got these schools back, they were in deplorable condition. Mm. Government had not invested no money into the schools. Government of Pakistan do not have resources to, unfortunately. And these schools have been, um, like when we inherited them, believe it, they were not even the restrooms there. And the students would walk out, and uh, and particularly they were in the girls' schools. There were no restrooms and um, no electricity, no clean drinking water, and uh, these were the conditions in which we got the schools back. To refurbish them, rebuild them, put them back on track has been a huge task, which has been on the shoulders of Presbyterian Education Board. For me to come to United States to share the story, to uh, raise resources to bring awareness into the amongst the Presbyterians and among the people in Pakistan, how uh, we are transforming lives. And uh, because we strongly believed uh, that through education, we can transform that society. We strongly believe that um, the good avenue of education 
was uh, closed for the people in Pakistan when government of Pakistan took control of our schools and we call them nationalized by the government. Okay, so the schools deteriorated under mm-hmm. that time of nationalization. Mm-hmm. Correct. And now they're improving. They're improving a lot. Number of students have increased. We have nearly 6,000 students studying in our schools. And uh, and if means can allow us, we would re- definitely are looking forward to open more schools. Many of the parents want us to educate their students and their children. And, uh, and slowly but surely, we are moving forward. And uh, our schools are very well respected in that society. So uh, does the school start from what? Uh kindergarten say up to through high school in pakistan the high school goes up till grade 10 mm-hmm. and so yes they start from kindergarten and uh, but in some of our schools now we have added grade 11 and 12 too and slowly we are moving forward for grade 11 and 12 Mm-hmm. And then after that, if they're eligible, they go to a higher university? Or? Yes. Uh, many of the students go into engineering university, nursing, med schools, uh, technologies. You name anything all over around the world, the students are moving and they are studying and uh, they are mm, contributing for the betterment of the society. You talked earlier about uh, the uh, SHE, S-H-E, Struggle Hope Empowerment Project for At-Risk Women. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Uh, well, this uh, this project, it started in Pakistan in a situation uh, in 2006. Our churches were bombarded and have many of the Christians in Sangla Hill were injured and killed and their homes were burnt and that's how... We opened, we had a boarding house in Sangla. We opened that boarding house for these uh, uh, women, those who were at risk. And that's how this project was started. At that time, we had our partners from Germany, those who were helping us in providing scholarship into the boarding houses. We wrote a letter to them that these women are at risk. And um, we have opened 30, 40 women where we provided them with shelter. And we started this pro- uh, project that uh, maybe we can um, provide an avenue for these women to uh, come stay here and uh, uh, and provide a pl- way to, in which they can be, there will be a catharsis for them and uh, to get them out of that trauma. And uh, uh, project starting for six months in 2006 has gone on now and has uh, developed into a bigger avenue project in which uh, we realized that that we really need to rebuild that community as well. So we, uh, along with this she, in which we are empowering the women developing them, teaching them skills. Along with that, um, we are rebuilding the community by going around, uh, organizing seminars and uh, bringing awareness amongst the men folk as well and uh, building bridges between Christians and Muslims through this SHE project. Vita Gill is my guest on Progressive Spirit. Uh, She's visiting us from Pakistan. She's uh, touring around the United States, talking to different groups, uh, speaking about her work as the uh, director of the Presbyterian Education Board in Pakistan. On Easter Sunday, March 27th of this year, a blast uh, ripped through a crowded park in Lahore, Pakistan, uh, killing at least 70 people, wounding more than 300 uh, a Pakistani Taliban splinter group claimed responsibility uh, for the suicide bombing. Uh, they said they were targeting Christians celebrating Easter um, at the amusement park, although most of those killed, including 29 children, were Muslim. And you were nearby. Can you tell us what happened? Oh, wow. It was, uh, 
Yeah, it was a sad day in mm. Pakistan and Cha. That was the day, uh, and this park is so near to my ha- home. My granddaughter, mm, uh, six months earlier, she was in Pakistan, and uh, I would take her to that park, and we would go on the swings, and uh, uh, it was uh, heartbreaking to see uh, and hear the noises and the cries of the children. Uh, we were just a walking distance from where what it was happening. Uh, and uh, people in the community offered their cars, their uh, all the resources. They went there and they were taking the sick people to the hospital. And uh, unfortunately, uh, one, uh, like a lot of student, uh, Christians got injured, but one of them, uh, we uh, knew this person and uh, was uh, uh, working in one of the Presbyterian schools. His cousin uh, got injured and another got, uh, he he really was uh, hit by the bullet and he died on the spot. Uh, it was a terrible situation and uh, and uh, uh, the good news out of this whole was that so many Muslims, when they was on the newspaper, uh, the TV, they they were they, uh, they were asking for blood. Many Muslims they came forward to donate blood, and uh, um, and unfortunately the bombs do not understand the language that this is they have to hit a christian or they have to hit a muslim so all many christians and muslims were injured and uh, uh, this is a fundamentalist group which is uh, targeting christians and which is against uh, uh, christians those who targeted and, and they accepted it but uh, then on the other hand many of the good muslims they joined in and they were supportive they offered their cars they they offered the rides they offered the blood they were carrying sick people irrespective that whether they were taking christians or they were taking muslims they were helping humanity can you describe a little bit the situation in pakistan uh, t- Honestly, like coming from Pakistan, when people ask me, how is it like to be in Pakistan? And is it your, like, I wish I want to take this avenue to tell you all that it's really Mm -hmm. not that bad. Mm -hmm. Mm, uh, The media here picks up all the bad news. But the good thing is in Pakistan, the life goes on. Mm -hmm. Many places we have seen it, even when the Christian churches are bombarded, Muslims come and help us. And so it is a handful of these fundamentalists, those who are targeting Christians. On the same token, they are targeting Muslims too. Uh, the Shiites mosques are being right. targeted. The, uh, so it is, uh, I believe into it, it's lack of education. And, and I strongly believe that if we can educate the people in Pakistan, education is the key to bring peace and hope and love and tolerance into that society and education is the key to bring that society educating one child at a time. And that's exactly what you do. Now, Christians make up about 1.6% mm-hmm. of the population of uh-huh. Pakistan, so a very small number. Mm-hmm. You're in the minority. So what's the relationship then between the larger Muslim and Hindu populations? Yeah, well, Christians, we always joke about it that they're 3% of the minorities. Christians are one. Uh, I, I, we say that 2.6%, and I always say we are the majority amongst the minority. And ah. uh, we 
we are very well respected and our schools are very re- well respected too i really want to share one story about um uh we built these schools and as i was saying that these schools are for the poorest of the poor yes. and uh, but for uh, in order to sust- uh, the presbyterian education board was thinking of it how can we retain ourselves how can we sustain ourselves how can we move forward and they so on to that we thought of uh, adding another school targeting upper middle class and uh, charging little more and support our village schools in the villages so that um, we have a sustainable system back in pakistan if i'm making sense right yes you are yeah i was wondering how you were funding this yeah and uh, so and uh, this school canada uh, academy one of our premier schools it is in lahore heart of lahore um in in downtown kind of an area uh, surrounded by majority we are surrounded by muslims and it's on a presbyterian land uh, and uh, it's for girls school uh, we t- we charge more here uh, and uh, very minimum scholarships we do not provide scholarship there was this one fundamentalist muslim and he was calling and like i try to avoid them uh, interacting with them because uh, we don't deal with them uh, and my office people were uh, ignoring him too so um, like our offices in the cin- uh, center the adjacent to our offices are church and uh, on to the left side um, is canada academy the school and so he went to my pastor and he said well i really want to meet with this lady and uh, so you come with me and my pastor called and he said well this mr so and so wants to meet with you and i was like uh, okay and my pastor said hey i will be with uh, with him so don't be afraid and i was pretending really i was not afraid and uh, so he he mm-hmm. came to my office and uh, he sat and he came point blank uh, to the purpose he said i'm here that i really want my daughter to be admitted in canada academy your school this one of the schools and i'm like oh and uh, and i was thinking that i don't want really to have his daughter and uh, he leaned forward and he said and mind it the fees is high so i want scholarship too and i'm like we are not even taking her leave alone provide the scholarship my pastor he said well um if you will pr- provide a slot for this little girl and she was in grade 4 at that time the we can provide uh, a scholarship this will be a way of building a bridge between the community too bottom line we had this girl in our school and a year passed by and i totally forgot about it the father didn't call but one day he called and now he was a parent and as i said my role is like kind of superintendent of schools huh? so he was calling and i couldn't say no to him and he said i really want to come see you and he came to my office and he sat and he said i am here to tell you a story and i was like okay now here he goes and uh, he said we the sunnis and he was a sunni fundamentalist leader and he said we were sitting in our living room and there was a lot of hate talk going on in that room against the shiite muslims and she said my daughter she was in grade 4 at that time and she he said she was listening all this conversation outside uh, the door and she opened the door and she came straight to me and she said abba means father my teacher in the school has taught us we are all brothers and sisters living in pakistan 
and she has also taught us we should be talking about love and peace abba and i really don't like the way you all are talking and she stamped her foot and she walked out <laughs> and believe it the father said there was pin drop silence in that room that girl was so loud and clear and believe it there was pin drop silence in my office too i was holding my breath and i was thinking what next because in my society girls are not supposed to talk in public and and i was thinking next he's going to say is this is what you have taught my girl and to me you have made her bold you have made her bluntly talk like that and the next the father you know what he said he said can i bring my second daughter to the school and i am willing to pay for her wow and then we had his fourth daughter <laughs> and believe it this is what our role is in pakistan through our schools we are trying to build bridges between christians and muslims through our schools we are trying to build bridges between east and west as well through our schools we are trying to bring new life to the dry bones of educational system in pakistan through our schools we are educating really the children in pakistan we strongly believe through education we can transform life in pakistan and around the world Well, that is an incredible story. Vita Gill, my guest on Progressive Spirit. Uh, she's the executive director of the Presbyterian Education Board in Pakistan. What are your hopes here for your visits? Well, uh, my hope in United States is, and uh, just to want you to know it, that uh, currently I am an American citizen too. I have dual citizenship as well. And I strongly believe that people in United States needs to understand it. that pakistan is basically a peaceful country mm-hmm. all everyone is not bad out there and christians yes we do suffer but then muslims are suffering too and that society is suffering and my hope is to spread the message that through education we can bring change in that society it cost us 30 dollars per month per child so i hope that those who are listening to this conversation can join in educating one child at a time we can bring a revolution through education in pakistan vida gill my guest on progressive spirit thank you so much for your work and for being with me today thank you so much for having me may god bless you all and may god bless america may god bless pakistan too You've been listening to Progressive Spirit. Learn more about the program and find links to podcasts of all shows at progressivespirit.net. Progressive Spirit is free to stations through Pacifica and is produced at KBOO Portland. I'm John Shuck. Be well.